Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to KGXT, Gen X Talks podcast live from Central California. Making plans with the boys. Gonna hit the town. Yeah, I'm gonna make some noise. I push past the pain. And my wounded pride. I'm gonna live it up. Yeah, stay here all night. I should rob head. Some better times. And I can't. I think I got fucking donut frosting <laughs> fucking stuck. What? What? <laughs> donut frosting? It's from earlier. I thought I got apple. <laughs> God. Well, that's a first. Well, I didn't. I cleaned. I washed off my beard and everything. Oh, my gosh. Cutting that part out. There's Donut lo- frosting in the beard. Shut up. You don't have to worry about that kind of shit. That's a first. All right. Do you want some peanut butter to get no, that out? No, I don't want... <laughs> How would peanut butter get out donut frosting? That's how you get gum out of hair. So I'm assuming that if it works on, you know, gum, it'll Is work it really? on donut. Yeah. When have you ever had gum in your hair where you had to use peanut You know what? We'll talk about it later. Could you start you the podcast? That, uh, the would use- you start the podcast? I, I did. Wait. Yeah, I did. It's running. What? It's running for 58 seconds. Okay. Do your intro. No, wait. I was going to tell you something about gum. You know, when I was living in Vegas, when the casinos, they always have gum on the floor. Okay. They always, that's a big thing. Gum on the floor, gum on the floor, carpets. And even though it's environmentally unfriendly, you know what they use? They use Freon that goes in cars or air conditioners and they, they walk around with a, with a sprayer and they just to freeze, freeze it. it. Oh, and it just freezes it. Then they just pick it right up. Yeah. ABC gum. Already been chewed. Ugh. Okay. So I will cut out all that in the beginning and not do it, put it into that. You'll just leave it in now. Why? Why should I leave it in? You were singing. Because it's pretty funny. Oh, you funny. got my singing? I thought you were just oh, getting. Okay, to put a. Th- I had a piece of frosting in my beard. But you. <laughs> what kind of frosting? <laughs> it was a donut. My weight loss thing doesn't start for another week. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what color was the frosting? What does that just say? Dark brown no. chocolate. No. <laughs> Tell him. I had one of Elena's leftover donuts. It wasn't Elena's. You liar. Could you stop? You, he likes you, pink frosted donuts. Stop it. Inside you know, secret, people. You, you know what's funny is that you're okay with that part, but you don't want your singing on there? Mm. How can you want to cut your part out, but my shit should stay? Because I'm the queen. Believe me, your shit was just as funny as mine. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. Would you do the intro? Uh, welcome to the Gen X Talks podcast live in KGXT studios, broadcasting 200 feet below occupied California. Brought to you by Loud Trouble LLC. Boy, that boy got to pay his back rent. Mm-hmm. Post-COVID. Post-COVID. Okay. What are you saying? Uh, what are you, you, took, you took some time off. I did not take time off. I was sick. There's a difference. Is there? Yeah, I was sick. Did you have sick time on the books? I was legit. You told me you, you took the COVID test and said I had COVID. Uh, yes, you did. Okay, so I wasn't taking time off. But did you have sick time? I don't know. I don't <laughs> get paid anyway. I, do, if I have sick time, are you going to write me a check for those three days? I don't know. We're going to get our sponsor, Loud One. Loud One, Loud Trouble. It, uh, excuse me, I was sick. Sponsor, can I, can I get a check, a per diem for those three days? Plus, where's my medical and dental program there? You got to talk to ZEO. Is that who's working out the contracts now? Hey, uh, he's in charge. It's his channel. Man, I want to get fucking paid for my time off. Got to get strike. me paid. <laughs> I got to get paid. I got to get paid. So, yes, um, 
I did have COVID. Um, but I, you're here. I am here. We almost went to the hospital the one night with the breathing. Yes. It got really bad. and But I called in a favor. You did. Who did I call? Dr. McDreamy. That's my guy. Wait a minute, two in the morning, that dude will wake up and answer the phone. All, and he won't be answering the phone, hello. He'll be like, yes, ha, what, what do you want? How can I help you? I'm up, I'm awake. For me or for you? <laughs> he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he'd hit voicemail to me. In fact, I think he's got <laughs> me on permanent block. You, you jump out of bed, get dressed, turn on the lights and be standing with his hair combed before he said hello for you. Yep. So yeah, you did call in a favor. I did. And uh, he got some stuff. That was the first thing I said to you as soon as you tested positive. I'm going, I'm calling. I know. I wasn't opposed to him. He's such a smart dude. It's like, I'm not going to complain, you know, about his help. That's for sure. No, it was very grateful. I thanked him. Thank him. I don't know what to do other than say thank you. I wish there was more I could say to him because Bake he him was a life. Cookies when he comes down. Bake him some cookies and say, these are thank you cookies. I can do that for him. You know what you really ought to do for him is watch football on Sunday because he doesn't have red zone. I'm the one that told you that. I know that. You I will that sit. We will sit together and watch red zone. I hope you so. to do for him because he doesn't have red zone. I know. And you do. If I could go back and tell my high school girl self, my high school, say, you know what? In 30, 40 years, years, (laughs) you're going to be sitting with your high school crush in your house watching football together. I'd be like, yeah, right. And then I would have whispered in your other ear at that same time, but he's going to be married to someone else and he's just visiting. That doesn't matter. It's still that whole, like, that's full circle. I don't think so. What would you do if your high school crush said, you can come over and I'll cook you dinner and you could just say- I didn't have a girl in high school. There's no high school crush. Nobody liked me in high school. Oh, brother. Okay. When you're 20s. Yeah, I was trying to get rid of chicks at that point. I had too oh, many. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Whatever. Well, I guess that Two Bear and Dr. McDreamy will have their podcast yeah, for tomorrow. Yeah, I can not I can, I can maybe do this <clears throat> podcast, and if I run out of air, I can stop. But right. I can't do it. If I try to do a live stream tonight and I'm running out of oxygen, I just, I'd have to quit. And yeah. with people watching with this one, at least I can pause and recuperate and come back if I don't make it straight through. And I think, um, I think I will make it straight. And through. I'm really tired. I didn't sleep well. We would, just so people know is I left the bedroom and yeah. he was secluded, isolated all on his own. And I was downstairs in the guest bedroom, but you know, when it's not your bed, you know, it's yeah. not your bed and where you lay. I tossed and turned. The dog was with me downstairs, but it just wasn't the same. And I was worried about you and I had and you, my phone on. I and, know, and you checked on me with your mask and the kid checked on me. And I yeah. Know. And so I didn't sleep really good. And I think it's catching up to me. Like, yeah. see, I'm going to yawn. Here's one. The other one <laughs> yawns in the studio is six. Because so. you said something to me like, should we do the podcast? And I was like, maybe not. And then I was like, I no. Did, I didn't expect you to be the one like, well, I don't know if I can do it. I thought you were going to look at me and go, well, sweetheart, if you can muster up the strength, I certainly will. None of that even happened. <laughs> but you I'm dragging over, today. You looked over at me and went, no, nah, I'm tired. I don't know. Oh, tired. I'm sorry. I'm still dealing with COVID, princess. I'm sorry you're a little tired. <sighs> oh, Okay. Whatever. It was all on you for completely. What? Anyway, so yeah, if we do this and and we can get it posted, because see, I got to leave and race down to K Street and come back, and I can try to post it tonight. If I can get it posted, Two Bear's going to show up to the car dealership tomorrow without donuts because he doesn't think there's going to be a podcast. Yeah. Are you going to tell him? Are you going to say anything? No, no, no. Oh, okay. You're just going to let it show up. Yeah. And he'll show up with uh, no donuts, and everyone will go, hey, the podcast is posted. Where's the donut? Oh. Oh, he's going to step on his dick huge. Oh, he's going to come after you, though. That's not my problem. He should have been prepared, man. Nobody Um, knew you would be bouncing back this quickly. I am so thankful for that COVID medicine. I swear. With And you know what? Dr. McDreamy's now, he's not going to think I'm doing it either. He's going to get up. He's going to be pissed off for his morning walk with his wife. He's going to come downstairs with his <laughs> sneakers on and his Velcro tied tight. And he's going to go, okay, let's just get this on. No fucking podcast. And his wife's going to go, shut up, dude. The podcast is posted. Quit being a weenie. Yeah, he, they may be driving. They may be listening to it driving tomorrow. No, they're going to have to get out and take a walk because that was the rule. Oh, it's only walking podcasts, not so, driving podcasts. I am good. Uh, okay, well, I'm glad, but you know, okay, so it was funny for a few years, but shower glass drawings, yeah, they gotta stop. I don't, but it look, yeah, yes, it's gotta stop. It looks like a bunch of pyramids now. 
It's not okay. Listen, first of all, when I take a shower and you take, I know you're going to take a shower after me. I try to wipe it out. I you do not. Yeah. I try to clean that up, but I, sometimes I forget. It's not a bunch of pyramids. It's, it, it was. Oh, this is going to be good. You're going to make, well, you're going to make fun of me for of what Of course I am. Because it's a real thing. This could be an invention. I just haven't figured it out yet. Oh, I'm scared. It's a better way to poop. What? It's a better way to poop. Oh God. Like a pyramid. Okay, a long time ago, you ever heard the name Dr. Dean Adele? He was like yeah. on the radio a long yes, time I ago uh, with Dr. Laura Schlesinger and stuff. I don't, I don't know. Okay, don't this know. is going to be good. Okay, so one day he makes a passing comment on the radio. This is like in the mid-90s, and he's just in passing. It wasn't a topic. He goes on the radio. He goes, okay, I just think the way we poop is archaic. He goes, I don't know who designed toilets thinking that should be the way we poop. And it ne- he moved on. He just, that was his only comment that I heard. And he moved okay. on. Okay. So for years now, this is like decades later, I'm thinking, what did he mean by that? Like what other way could you poop since we all, men and women all poop the same. It's no big deal. And he says, yeah, he said that comment. And I thought, okay, what, what better way could there be to poop standing up? And if you're going to stand up to poop, then how do you get your butt cheeks apart? So I thought... <laughs> Okay, what are you? You I'm that, trying. Go ahead. You're doing that thing where you're about to laugh at me. I can already tell. So I thought, what if you had a machine that was kind of like it's bolted to the ground and it's kind of wide where you stand over it, and it goes all the way up like a pyramid, and it's got two little like rubber um, bumper things on it, and you put your butt down on it. <laughs> What are you laughing at? This is serious. I mean, Keep going. I invented this. I, so you stand on it. You kind of lower yourself a little bit, but you're still standing. And you, 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 you the, the two rubber bumper things kind of go around your butthole a little bit. And you push a button. What are you laughing at? Stop. All I'm thinking is spreading your butt it cheeks. Does. It pulls your butt <laughs> cheeks up. No, no. I even thought about it. You'd have to have, people would say, well, you could damage someone, you know, their rectum by ripping it apart. No, 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 no. The it's motor, gentle. The motor only goes so far there's a lock on it it couldn't possibly open too wide and hurt anybody it would just it just sits there okay okay but it opens up a few centimeters holds your butt cheeks apart and you're sitting on the two rubber bumper deal so you're comfortable you're kind of resting on it now you're pooping standing up and the only reason i thought about pooping standing up is because what other what what other way could this guy have been talking about i don't know cop a squat that's what it's called he said that's archaic and he's a doctor cop in a squat yeah so I'm saying if you, if you're, if that's not the position, if the, if the hovering type of uh-huh. position isn't it, I thought laying down. Nope. That wouldn't work uh, at all. No. So it's got to be standing. Have you ever up. tried to shit in a bedpan? It doesn't happen. No, I've never tried that. But what <laughs> that's I'm, laying down. Okay. It doesn't so, work. So, so there, so the only thing I came up with over 40 years was that he had to been talking about standing up. And if he's talking about standing up, you couldn't, you can't make, you can't make it super messy and you can't have a toilet that tall. So I invented this thing, which is the drawing you saw on the shower wall was the pyramid style. Okay. And then the big thing next to it that I was drawing was the motor assembly that would, you know, when you push the button would do its thing. And of course, then it rinses and cleans and does all that afterwards. But that could be worth millions of dollars and you're just like laughing at me because I'm making drawings in the shower. You don't understand. Some of the most creative minds on our planet work their best when they're in the shower. The steam, the aloneness, the reflection. Good stuff, right? Your you, thinking box. You you with me now? Okay. Yeah, I am. Okay, so you this could work, right? So get on it. Well, now, now all of a sudden it goes from I'm messing up your shower to there's, since there might be money involved, now it's a blessing. Go ahead. No, I was thinking about uh, the lady that does my nails. Yeah. She's Vietnamese. And she was telling me, I said, you know, all the things that you see and it's beautiful in Vietnam and everything, the tourist thing. And he goes, she goes, yeah, but when you get out in the country, I'm thinking about their toilets. Yeah. They're like a, a deck, a boat ramp. She, she said, she go out on this boat ramp. There's a hole at the end of the deck and there's like an outhouse. You just cop a squat over there and dump it into the river. Yeah, but yeah, but that's, that's gross. Okay. My invention's way better. Okay, well, I'm just, saying, I'm just saying that's that's archaic. We've, well, uh, yeah, well, we've come a long way, but Dr. Dean Adele in the mid-90s said he made- Pyramid, a, pyramid pooping. He made a comment that what we were doing was wrong, and I tried to figure out what he meant and solve the problem. Your husband 
is a problem-solving genius, and you won't admit it. So you're calling it pyramid pooping. Pyramid pooping. That, oh, that's okay. Would you like to buy a pyramid pooper? <laughs> from Pyramid <laughs> Poopers sponsored Gen X Talks. <laughs> there's your invention. Well, Can't wait to see it. They can have different colors. Oh, is God. No. Yeah. Oh I'm just saying. I, you know, I... I'm just bringing it up that that was what the okay. Was about. Well, good. I'm sorry Speaking I of said bathroom, something. What the hell is that smell in the shower? Every time I go in there what? now, it smells like medicine. The it was probably time. my body scrub. It smells like Bactine. I tried to it when I got in there after you. The whole place made my eyes water. I go in there. I'm smelling all the shampoos and soaps, trying to figure out what I couldn't figure out which one it was. But I mean, it smelled so much like Bactine. It wanted me. Want, it made me uh, want to rip off a band aid that wasn't there. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but it was probably my scrub, my body scrub. Well, whatever it was, you just need to knock. It's been like three days of that now. I mean, you go in there. It's a wonder when you're done. I haven't been in there in three days. Okay. I haven't even showered in okay. my other, bathroom. Other than the three days I was sick, the three days prior, princess. It's right. You get, get it right in there, and it seems like the paint on the wall is going to peel from it the smell. Not. It's bad. Oh, whatever. It is. I'm just okay. Let's yeah. change the subject. Change the subject. Go ahead. So we weren't here. We were here before Thanksgiving. Yeah. We, yes. I don't okay. Think we've been here after Thanksgiving. So we haven't talked about Thanksgiving and all the yeah. hip hop, everything that went on prior to Thanksgiving was a blast for you. It was, I mean, okay. I enjoyed the decorations. I loved the smell. You had the house done perfect. I loved all the kids being home. But then as soon as we got home and sat around that big old table, Everybody, all the daughters started bashing me about how I raised them. <laughs> well, um. And it was bullshit and it was not, it wasn't a good time. You were laughing. Look at you. Oh yeah, it was hilarious. You were drinking and having a good time and the girl, everyone was pouring wine. You had your three daughters. Three daughters and a wife that were all pouring wine and making fun of me. Yeah. Making fun of you. Yeah, we were just you, telling stories about you. The girls were telling stories the girls, of the things you that you exactly did. You say, no, now, now. It was all true. There was, was nothing. father, everything's. You didn't stand up for me really at all. You just How, What was there to stand up to agree that it happened? I had to agree. There was nothing they said that wasn't true. Like what? <laughs> like the dinosaur egg or dragon egg or whatever that thing. Okay. That was hilarious. Yeah. But it took up a lot of stuff in my freezer for okay. years. So let me, I know some of you have heard this story before. On my way home, I forget where I was. I was out someplace in the desert and I found like a geode and it was a perfectly round big geode rock. And so I, gra I grabbed it and I'm on my way home and I get to the house and I come, I get this idea. I wrap it up in a towel and I come running in the house. I kick in the door, get out of the way, get out of the way. And all the kids run, they scatter. And I go to the freezer and I put it in your freezer. I move your stuff around. I I, I put it in there and I slam the freezer shut. Yeah. Well, now you, of course, you're like, what are you doing? And all <laughs> I'm like, me. here we go again. <laughs> and this isn't the first time. No, and it's funny though. And then I told the kids I found a dragon egg, uh -huh. but if we don't keep it frozen, it'll thaw and the dragon will come out. Yes, you did. So we got to keep it in the freezer. So I had a rock in my freezer for years. It was a long time. It was a really, was a really long, long time. time. <laughs> but those kids were, you know, they were anywhere from like three years old to. They were under 10. I, I think, think they were under 10. 11 or something, 11 or 12. But either way, yeah. most, the bulk of the kids were just, every time you'd get in there, they'd, they, are you getting into the freezer? Cause they'd want to look. Yes. The older couple kids were like, they would take these sneak peeks and they'd close it real quick. And they'd or they'd yell at me to get stuff out of there and close it quickly. Yeah. They didn't want me to leave it open very because, long. But this was a thing for a long time. And then of course. They told their friends, their friends had to come over and see uh -huh. the dragon egg. It was, but it was. You so know. that's a true story. And that's what but, they were talking about. But, but they, but my daughters were saying like the things you did to us, dad. Yeah. And the then the Hannah Montana did. cake. Oh God. Okay. That was hilarious. We had, okay. I oh. couldn't believe our daughter was that. <laughs> well, she was, our, we had one daughter who was so into yeah. Hannah Montana. I mean, every birthday, every Christmas, every party. She watched every movie, every, story, every TV every show. Oh yeah. Montana till it drove us nuts. Well, I went, I was at Sam's club for something for you. You told me to pick up some things and I was walking yeah. by the cakes and I asked the lady, I said, Hey, I know there's probably a, a back order on cakes. I not much chance of me getting something today. She goes, well, if you pick out one of the ones we already have made, I can do the drawing on it or I can write on it. I said, oh, okay. Yeah. So I picked out a cake that I knew she liked. They had one. And I said, can you write on there? Um, my daughter's name to my very biggest, my very favorite fan. Yes. Love Hannah Montana. 
So I pull up in the driveway. I take the cake Again, out. he's running in the front door. I came in the front door. I'm like, I was pissed. And I go, who the fuck is Hannah Montana? Or no, I said, because you told me the alternate name was Miley Cyrus, right? Wasn't that her name? No, Miley Cyrus is her real name. Right. Yeah. So Hannah Montana is her alter ego. Okay. So I came up the driveway and I, I kicked in the door and I go, who the fuck is Miley Cyrus? And everyone jumps up. Of course, the one daughter really <laughs> jumps up and she goes, what do you, what about Miley Cyrus? Some fucking black limousine blocking my goddamn driveway. I'm like, get the fuck out of my driveway. Yep. I'm trying to come home from work here. I'm a working guy and you got this black limousine. So this girl gets out and, and says, look, we'll go, we'll go. We didn't mean to cause any problems. And they asked if my daughter lives. Said, yeah, she lives here. What do you want? She goes, can you just give her this cake? So I show the cake and it says to our daughter's name, our favorite, my favorite fan, you know, from Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus, our daughter goes running outside <laughs> for the limousine did. and I, she goes, which way did it go? Which way did it go? She was like seven, eight years old. Yes. And I go, I don't know. It went that way. She goes, could it still be in the neighborhood? Mom, drive me to see if it's in the All I'm thinking is emotional baggage here. <laughs> My husband causing me emotional baggage. <laughs> she got this cake. And I didn't think the, the next part was kind of tough because then she ran all over town telling everybody. Yes, yeah, she did. Got her a cake. And school. And everyone's like, no, they didn't. And then she goes, yeah, they did. Then, then her, the next door neighbors come over and those girls go, oh, my God, you really got a cake. I'm like, oh, my God, how dumb are all these kids? I mean, it was funny. But then this daughter. They come, told two friends and they, they told two friends. <laughs> And so on and so on, just like the commercial. Right. And then, and then comes back, you know, here we are 20 years later and I'm getting beat up for that story. From my yeah, mom. and her boyfriend's laughing hysterically Going, saying, oh, they're loving kids. it. That bo- the men are loving this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, there's husbands and boyfriends that are going to be married to my daughters going, look at this going, I'm doing this. Yep. The other I'm, one they're was- taking notes. The other one was the creature in the whiskey barrel. Oh my okay. gosh. Now that that was, started in Oregon, I think. Yeah, but I was mad about that because- Why? Because in the beginning- we had we had a whiskey barrel as a, a de- full size whiskey full size barrel. whiskey barrel yeah. as a decoration in our house, and it had a cork deal on the oh, right. on the top. There was a top hole and a side hole, right? And we only had one cork. That's right. And so no matter which one we put the thing in, those fucking kids would go throw shit in there. Till finally, I go, you got to stop doing that. You're going to piss it off. (laughs) And they go, make what? Piss what off, dad? Make what, man? I said, that little deal that lives inside there, that creature that lives in there, don't be putting stuff in there. You're absolutely going to make it mad. It's going to break out of here one day and kill you. Don't touch it. And they're like, what are you talking about? And then I'd shake it and go, can you hear that? And they'd go, I think I heard it hiss. I think I heard it growl. Uh, yeah. And they were little. They were yes, really they little. Were. Well, that thing lived in our living room for like five, six, seven years. And that whole time, the kids would walk by it. And if I would take a Lego and throw it against the wall after they walk by, they would go, I heard it move. <laughs> Yeah, I, then I heard a move. Then ZEO gets born and he falls and he sees the hole and he starts shoving matchbox cars, cars in there. In there hot wheels and, and <laughs> I'm sure there's dogs. crackers in there and all, all kinds of stuff. I finally had to move it outside. We still have it. We still have it's it. out on the porch yeah. now because things were kind of smelling. <laughs> they don't smell anymore, but they did for no, a long time. No, but they time. did. But I don't know. That's don't like know. a little time capsule. There's gotta be like four inches of stuff in the bottom of the I, from something. all the kids. But they used to feed it. I did. I used to But the kids started doing I that I would too. give it stuff like a, like if I'd give it a cracker or a chip that really wouldn't smell. Yeah. Goldfish like, crackers, yeah, I'm sure. Like I would give it cheese or something that was going to decay. But I'd say, listen, oh. I'm trying to feed it so it doesn't try to break out. Do you see the torment he's done to our children? These, so they're talking about this over all Thanksgiving. All stories came out on Thanksgiving and all of my daughters pointed at me like, how could you have done that to us? And, and all their boyfriends and husbands were like, laughing hysterically. <laughs> going, this is the, I don't know, leave it up to the audience here. Let's see what they say. I think I parenting, I was doing it right. And remember, the kids didn't come with instruction booklets. Okay. I had no idea. We didn't have any idea how to no, parent. No, we didn't. No one said, here's your baby and here's your book on how to do things right. We got eight kids with no instructions at all on how to do anything. Right. And it was like, okay, well, we'll, we'll wing, wing it. it. <laughs> and we did. And we did it with so, each one of them. So that was fun. Okay. It wasn't too bad, but. No, but it was fun at Thanksgiving because even after, it wasn't like everybody ate and left the table either. Having adult children during the holidays is a a totally different experience and I loved it. And one of my favorite mom moments that made mom happiness was when the girls... 
the siblings yeah. went over to the couch together. They chose to be together. They chose yeah. to sit together and talk. They all had glasses of wine. Yes. And sat for a couple hours. And I just, th- yeah. That just was- warmed my heart that they, they did that because when they were younger, they used to fight like cats and dogs. I swear those girls. Is a, there, there is a different dynamic to having them back when they're adults. I will agree to that. Yeah, I love the stories. I love that. But you know, we we finished more about you. (laughs) Well, we finished dinner and then we played a card game together, which our daughter showed us how. But it was fun. We this one blast. The Hannah Montana daughter. Yeah, is the one who started this card game. I tell you, I I commented to you. I go, you know what? She is overly talkative tonight. Yes, she's usually quiet, a little more reserved. And right now, she's slapping her hands, going, "All right, let's get with it." (laughs) And then you lean over and say. She was drunk before she got here. Yes, she was. <laughs> She'd been pre-gaming. She was pre-gaming. At her in-laws house so she was she mighty out. happy by the time she got to our house. Yeah, she was just uh yeah, it was a whole different side of her, but And I her mean, boyfriend it, was drinking coffee. So what does that tell you? <laughs> what was funny was that he was drinking coffee, she was pouring on the wine and I remember at one point he goes, just tell more stories about me. (laughs) Tell him what I did last week. I'm sure you'll find something I did wrong. And she goes, oh, you know what this fool did on Friday? That's right. (laughs) And then we hear this whole story. So it wasn't just you, dad. No, it wasn't. But you know what the best part is? Um, The security camera in the house. I caught all the audio. Oh my God. I could, I could try to put something together for the members and play that like in segments and go, you know, I, I got it. I saved it. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it came out. As that well as would I be wanted. funny. But even if there was just a couple stories and there'd be good for the members sites, you know, Patreon and yeah. Facebook. And I'm YouTube. so looking forward to Christmas, our family Christmas. Family That's going to be fun. Sixteenth should be so much fun. It's going to be a blast. You know, now that I've got COVID out of the way and your Dr. McDreamy pseudo boyfriend, you know, I think he just gave me all those meds and he was Johnny on it. I think he gave me all those meds just so I could do the podcast. Oh, maybe. You know, just to like even get better. You got a podcast due like in a day or two here. Maybe. I need that Friday morning. Yeah. Let's go. I, Let's go. I don't think he was adhering to the hypocritical oath. I think he was like, fix this because I need my podcast. <laughs> I am looking forward to the 20 or the 16th a lot. That's a big, big time because it's kind of like Thanksgiving was a dry run. Yeah. Everybody knows their boundaries. Everybody knows their limits. Dumbass boyfriend who was here was kind of behaving. You know, he was okay. He was quiet. He was quiet. Good. Very quiet. You know, he was, he was upset when he first got here. Why? What'd you do? I was in- What'd you do? What is it? Why is it? Why did I have to do something? Because. He came out to the studio with my, with our daughter because she came to say hello. And uh-huh. he came to, hello, sir, and shake my hand. And did he say sir? No, he didn't. He should have, but he didn't. Okay. So he gets out here and we're talking for a few minutes. And then uh, I just looked at him and said, you're wasting my daughter's life. If you're not going to get married and have kids, then move on. She needs to find somebody that has, who wants to be married, wants to have kids. And all this shit you're doing, well, why ruin a good thing? And we're not ready for kids yet. You're never going to be ready. There's never Oh, time. man, the dad lecture. I gave it right to him. I said, so I'm telling you right now, if you're here over the next like year of holidays and you guys aren't married and on your way to having kids, I'm going to tell you, leave my daughter and go fucking do something. You're, she's wasting the best years of her life with this fucker. Oh. Just, I just told him I wasn't dancing around. Did he say anything? See, most guys go to their daughters and say, well, now, you know, you're wasting your life. You're wa-. Then they go to the guy. Well, my parents think that we're, we should get married. And that process takes too long. So yeah. I just told him, I looked right in the eye and said, quit fucking around. If you don't want to get married, it's cool. Just don't. But what you're not going to do is string my daughter along and to where she can't have kids and now she's 40 years fuck that i said i'm telling you right now whatever story you're giving her knock it off if you don't want to have kids say so and he said he said uh yeah you know we'll talk about it i said no we aren't talking about shit i'm (laughs) telling you you're going to talk to her and there better be some results soon i wonder if that happened i don't know I, I know that he's not, you know, they got into that big fight, you know, that like two weeks ago, yeah. like I heard about late from everybody. You didn't tell me, other daughters didn't tell me until it was all over with. I remember that towards the end of the evening, I said, and if I ever hear about one of those fucking fights you pull where my daughter's, you're putting all the shit in my daughter's car, I said, I'm going to come over there and rip the rest of the shit out of that house and she ain't coming back. So Ooh. don't play that again. Cause that ain't, that ain't funny. So that's how I ended it with it was him. the dad lecture, but he stuck around. He didn't get in his car and leave. No, but he was very quiet the rest of the night. 
Yeah, well, he was mining his P's and Q's. He was mining. You know what? I said that one time and then I got a bunch of emails going, why what would you P's mind your P's, P's and, and Q's? What does that mean? And do you know what that means? I knew you were going to ask me. Because I do. It's very simple. Go ahead. You'll say it better than me. Well, it just you, a lowercase Q and a lowercase P. You can reverse them without, if you're not, when you're in grade school, you got your P's and your right. Q's backwards. So grade school teachers would always say, mind your P's and Q's. You don't want to get ah, them backwards. Got you. I just know the saying. Yeah. Well, now there you go. All right. So the last bottom of the glass station, I know it's been a while. Yeah. Man, I was you got ripped. Yeah. That was with low torque and yeah, we, had we had trippy. trippy Iceman. Iceman. And you guys were, I was the only sober one in the group. Well, kid wasn't drunk. Oh, yeah, and the kid. But he left. Yeah, he left. And then after the bottom of the glass station, you guys got this wild hair up your ass yeah. to go sit around the fire pit. Yeah, we loaded up the fire pit with wood and we just kept oh, drinking. Oh, man. And it was hilarious. Then, As being the sober one, I got to listen to all your guys' bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I videotaped it. Yeah, that was bullshit. I don't mind you videotaping like the jokes and the laughing, but you broke a code there. Welcome to the land of cell phones. Yeah, well, you, you know. It, oh, I have blackmail. Kid, you do have blackmail. The kid left. Yes, he did. And right as he left, shut the fuck up Donnie shows up mm-hmm. and shut the fuck up Donnie takes his chair and he's relatively quiet, but he was drunk too saying shit. Yeah. And yeah, we got a couple of good jokes. Iceman was on that oh, night. He was, he was lit up. He you was so him down. <laughs> Low torque was lit too. He was even fucking up his own jokes. The stuff, his material that he wrote, he was, he'd stand up and go, okay, okay. He'd stand up by the carpet like he's a stand up comic. Okay. Okay. My so turn, my I turn. This one, and then they're saying, no, no, it was you, not me. Wait, wait, wait. It was, yeah, that's what it was. Okay. It was, <laughs> it was a fun night. It was really, really funny. Yeah, it was good. But, oh my God, you guys were just. It was, it was bad for bunch of guys. You, it was great because everybody was fawning and swooning over you. You were the only girl there. We were all hammered. We just should have not let you have a phone that night to record. It, it was hilarious. I got so much stuff. It was great. And that, what was that big banter that you went on? And I couldn't, you know, people don't know that you can cuss like a sailor when you want to. And you worked at the shop. Yes. But there was something, what'd they say about, what was the conversation about co- real old weird? Oh, they one of them called you a handsome man, a handsome woman. Oh yeah, we were talking about can you call a woman a handsome? And comely was the other one. <laughs> oh yeah, and that's right. One, I'm like, what? And no, you said something. I about fell in the fire. You. What did you know, I say? I can't remember. It was something you were go- you were you were going back at him, and well, you're there. It was it was it was low torque and Iceman comp- arguing with each other, but complimenting you. And you, I don't remember. You said something. They said something to you like, "Well, would you be? Would you want to be called a comely woman and a handsome?" And, and there's like six different expressions. And you went, "Comely? Wait a second. That's something you do or something you say?" Yes, I was something I like. About, I about fell in the fire when you said. I'm that. like, "What the hell are I you was, guys talking about?" Like, you knew what you were saying. You were making it oh dirty, my and God. we were all laughing. They were hilarious. Anyway, that was. I like, had to dig in because you guys wouldn't stop. Man, the drinks were flowing. The whiskey shots were going. Well, I'm. Like, you were talking like one of the guys. You didn't you didn't back down one bit. No. You fit in perfectly, and it was so funny. And then I even went in early, and you guys still stayed out. Yeah, a little bit longer. None of us fell in the fire. None of us fell in the pool. Well, thank God. Yay for us. Thank God for that. I guess you're older and wiser <laughs> somewhat. Yeah, we don't wander as much. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you have a mechanic story today? No, but I wanted to tell you something else before we... Oh, you don't have a mechanic story? I probably do. Um, I was going to ask you, do you, do you remember the story that I play that I started writing the screenplay about the guy who never dies? No. Well, hang on. The guy that never dies. I'll tell you the story and then I'll tell you why it's important. And then I thought of a script. I thought of a story where Adam and Eve had a son before they sinned. Okay. Mm, interesting. So then they sin and Cain and Abel are born into sin. So they're sinners and everyone's sinners after that. That was the whole okay. thing. Adam and Eve sinned. The rest of us are born into sin. Right. What if they had a kid before they sinned? So my. Story, but then wouldn't he be equal to Jesus? 
No, he wouldn't be equal to Jesus, but he just wouldn't die. The wages of sin is death. Oh, okay. So he doesn't die because he was born before. Now, the gig is he can't sin. He could live for 200,000 years, but he can't sin. If he sins anywhere along the way, then he begins to die. So then I started writing this and I brought this up like five years ago. And all of our friends go, that story's already been done. They're like, well, Highlander's been done. You can be a Highlander, but that's not the same thing. That was, that's a whole different thing. Well, you know, immortal, the immortal thing's already been done. And I said, okay, well, I finally gave up. But I, not with the not with the intention of Adam and Eve. That's an interesting concept. But everybody told me that it had been done. And I thought, well, I because I had a lot of stuff written. I had a lot of scenarios where this guy was still really tight with God. And and he's like, and he does something. And as an audience, you're like, don't do it. You're going you're gonna to die. And he does it. And then God's, and then the, you know, the, the next episode or the next part of the movie starts and God goes, now he goes, that was justified. You had to do it that way because you, st- you're still in line with me and the holy audience is, Oh, Oh, thank God. You know, oh, he's still okay. okay. All right. so you, there, I had all these scenarios written out where, you know, God, then God, so do you think God's walking with him? Oh, yeah, because remember completely. God walked with Adam and Eve yeah. until they sinned. And God's walking with this dude the whole way. Oh. And he's, you could go through all the ancient times of Rome on up into World War One, World War Two, you can go to yeah, you can and you can be in any country, any any continent. So all these things were happening to this guy, and then everyone told me, no, 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 it's already been done, it's already been. So I quit writing. Then somebody just recently, like maybe maybe two weeks ago, I get an email from somebody going, hey, I was thinking about you were talking about a long time ago. I researched it pretty heavily. No one's written that story yet, not in book form or anything. Mm. So now I started it up again. I mean, I know it's not as good as the pyramid pooper. Oh Lord. I think this one's better. You think? Yeah, I think so too. What I do think, you think so. Of the premise, that's a pretty good premise. It's right? interesting. It's a very interesting. Because if they did have a kid before, then he wouldn't have died. He would not have been under that, under that sin. So he could still be walking around today? Today. Yeah. Could be me. Oh, no, it's well, not you. I'm just saying it could. It's be. not. I was born on Christmas. It's not you. You sure? I'm positive. 100%. Absolutely. Okay. It's not you. Well, I'm just saying. I didn't, you okay. sinner. <laughs> I, I'm just saying it could be. It's not. I'm writing about I want to Now I want to pick up and finish writing that story. I think you should. Right. I think that would be a great idea. Some asshole in Hollywood's writing it now going, fucking it, it's a good idea. <sighs> There's going to be some hit series like The Mentalist that I had that story written before The Mentalist came out. And then all of a sudden. Well, you better get on it. I need to quit drinking and telling people about me. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Uh, Ain't that true? Okay. Yeah. Dig deep in your. Oh yeah. Brilliant. I had it all Broadcast up. professional there has his cell phone on. Excellent. Excellent. I'm just saying. And you yelled at me about putting my phone down and I haven't touched my phone. You and your phone have issues. You know that. My phone and I have no issues. <sighs> Wait, okay. Did you, did you cover everything we were going to talk about today? I don't know. I'm waiting for a mechanic story because we always do a mechanic story. There's got to be something in your head about okay, being well, a mechanic. Okay, well, unless I can make this mechanic story last 20 minutes, we're real fucking light on today's show. You know what? Just do the mechanic story. It's not even a long story. It's not even that good. You know what? Just go with it. All right. And then we can, can we can talk about whatever. All right. So whatever blows my skirt up. I would love to talk about <laughs> things that your up. Um, Go ahead. I, uh, the, the only story that came to mind when you asked me about that earlier was we used to play jokes on each other in the shop, all, all sorts of mechanics jokes. One of the ones that's really funny, but never so funny to a guy working on a car. He does all this work on a car. You're testing it. You warm it up. You test drive it. You bring it back. You're doing all this stuff. And normally um, you bring it back into the shop when you're your final test drive and you wipe everything down to make sure there's no fingerprints and you vacuum out the ashtrays or whatever and you do all your stuff and then you park it and turn in the keys and the ticket, you're done. So when a guy sometimes, every now and then, when a guy would do major engine work and he would go on his test drive, one of us would take a quart of oil we poke a hole in the lid so it would just drip out. And from where he was parked, we would squirt a p- 
puddle and then walk out the driveway dripping it so it looked like as he was warming up the car it left a puddle and as he backed out and drove away it dripped dri- dri- that's dri- mean yeah because you panic over that when you come back and you see that you think the car you're working on is running out of oil and you're going to blow the engine oh lord and then you look around and you raise the car back up in the air you clean up the oil and you're looking and there's no drops Everything's dry and you check the oil and it's full. And then you're like, okay, who fucked with my stall? And we always come clean and say, ah, just messing with you. But it's the heart attack you're giving the guy Uh for that 10 or 15 minutes. That's the funny part. And it's happened to me. People have done it to me. So uh, I was working at a Mazda dealership in Las Vegas, Jim Marsh Mazda. And this guy takes uh, a small, I don't know, it was a three series Mazda. He did a lot of, a lot of engine work to it little four-cylinder engine, did a ton of stuff. So he drives out, and I do the oil trick. I squirt a big puddle there, and then I take it out to the driveway, down, and I go pretty far. And I come back in, and I'm waiting, and the guy doesn't come back, and I'm waiting, and the guy doesn't come back. So finally, it's like 5 o'clock, and I just go home. You know, I figure, well, he'll come back and figure it out. There's no oil. So I, it was, we alternated Saturday working. I guess it was a Friday. We alternated Saturdays working. So I come in Saturday morning. I'm working that day. He's not. In his stall is that car with the engine out and all torn apart. Oh. So I walked over and said, what, you know, I mentioned this guy's name. I said, you were, you were here yesterday. What happened? He goes, the guy came back late and he saw the oil on the ground and he couldn't figure out where the oil came from. And I said, didn't you tell him that I did the oil trick? He goes, I didn't know you did it. You were gone. You went home. Oh God. I said, okay, but he, but he raised the car up in the air. He saw no oil. So he wouldn't have done anything. The oil's full. There's no leaks. Test drive it again, you know. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I think what he said was the guy thought he saw some oil. Oh, God. So he pulled the engine back out, tore it all apart. Oh. Pulled the head, everything, trying to figure out where this oil was coming from. I felt so bad. I wasted my whole Saturday putting this engine back together for this guy. As you should. I blew like 12 hours of my day, reassembled it. I got it back in the car. I didn't quite get it 100% hooked up, but I, I saved him like 12 more hours of work. Oh, God. And he was actually very receptive to it when he came back in Monday. I got there early. He goes, why is the engine back in? I go, dude, why'd you take it apart? He goes, well, because there was this puddle of oil, and I thought that I fucked something up. And so I go, did you see any oil anywhere? He goes, well, I thought I did. I thought I did. You know, I wasn't sure if it was the the oil pan or the crank seal. And I said, was the oil full? He goes, yeah. I said, and you didn't really see a leak? Well, I just wanted to be safe. Oh, man. I go, so you pulled all the way fucking apart? He goes, yeah. So why is it back? in the car. I said, I spent my whole fucking Saturday putting this back together for you, which he didn't question my work because I was a way better tech than he was. Thankfully, if this had been like a tech who was way better than me, he would have questioned everything I did Mm -hmm. and probably torn it apart again. But it was the roles were reversed at this time. So he goes, why would you do that? I said, because I fucking did the oil trick to you, dude, but you never came back. He goes, oh yeah. He goes, I got stuck in traffic. There was an accident right in front of me and the cops came and I couldn't move. (laughs) Oh God. finally came back and I saw it. He goes, and I saw, I stayed tearing this thing, old thing down. And I went, man, I said, just fucking come back next time. And I hope you didn't do it again after that. Well, I don't know. Probably did. But I mean, I made sure that I talked to the guy, you know, but this guy, he's, this ruined his night because he went home. Oh God. He went all weekend thinking the service manager is going to fire me. Yep. I'm taking up too much time because now he's ruined parts on the car. He has to buy a whole nother engine gasket kit now. Oh Either he God. does or the shop does. And the service manager actually gives us, you know, we had to buy another engine kit. I said, I'm not fucking paying for an engine kit. It was a joke. And the fucking guy didn't know what he was doing. And don't give me that shit. Normally, the service manager would have made me pay or fired me over. But at that moment, I was pretty important. If, if it had happened any other time, they would have that just fired me. That poor guy. You ruined that guy's whole weekend. His weekend was pretty fucked. But he was relieved. Oh, Come Monday, put God. it all back together. Everything was good. <sighs> but I got to be fair with you. That same guy later, like it was that... That was in wintertime, I think, in the following summer. He was trying to solve a noise in an engine. So uh, he had the, the car maybe three feet off the ground, and he'd climb up on inside of it, and he'd turn it on, and he'd rev it up, and he'd listen, right? And he'd idle it, and then he'd rev it up. 
and he'd rev it up. He's trying to hear this noise. So I went, I snuck under the car in the front of it with a wrench. And as he was idling the car, I was doing this. And then he revved it up. And then it's go because I'm hitting the front bumper, you know, the the frame of the bumper with the wrench, and he idles it, and I go clunk 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 clunk. You're so mean. He's like, what the fuck is that noise? You're mean. The funny part was he came to ask me for help, and he goes, sometimes it does it, and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> I said, oh, I know what this is. I go, let me guess. The only time it does it was, not, was when I'm under the front of it, banging on it with a wrench. He goes, what are you talking about? I go, is that the only time it makes a noise? He goes, you motherfucker. <laughs> but that's, that's what happens in the shop all the time. Oh, my God. I would quit. Well, I don't think I remember to be quitting over it, but people did get upset. I No kidding. Because mechanics are really mean in the industry when it comes to stuff like that. And that's not the only practical joke. There's all sorts of shit that goes on like that. But yeah. Oh my God. And that's common in every shop, not just dealerships. Independent shops do that kind of shit too all the time. Or yeah. the other one is, is that um, you, uh, you, 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 the guy leaves a car up in the air. And you take off all the lug nuts. So as he lowers it, the wheels pop off <laughs> and he's got to raise it That's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. You got to put the wheels back on. Oh Those are funny God. too. That would be funny. Yeah. Stuff like that's Oh commonplace. man. You bored once in a while at dealerships. So. Oh, you do? Yeah, a little bit. I yeah, mean, but those are other people's cars. We're not hurting them. We're not fucking with the cars. Oh, my God. The things that happen behind our backs. <laughs> I mean, that one guy's car got rebuilt twice. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm worried about. For free. That's what I'm worried about. So um, you noticed my office today. I am not going in there again. I bar- My fat ass barely fit through your office to negotiate a It path. looks like Sanic. Like it's threw like up Santa in Claus it. workshop threw up in there. You got stuff everywhere. Oh my God. I do. I have like a trail to my desk. There's a lot of stuff. I got a lot of stuff going you know, on in there. I posted, you got those two glass doors you have shut to your office. Yes. And they're like eight foot tall doors. Uh-huh. And I took in, um, I took a picture of the sign you posted. <laughs> Would you care to explain your sign? My sign says Santa's workshop. Do not enter. Isn't that what it says? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was more for our girls for Thanksgiving and for our granddaughter. Our granddaughter, yeah. Because I didn't want them in there. Because our granddaughter knows to run in there to see everything. Yeah, she knows that's where I work. And yeah. when she lived with us, she was always in there playing and with me, but I couldn't have her in there. So I put it on there and her mom read it to her, her aunties read it to her, Grammy read it to her, and she was not having it. No. So I finally said, I go, if you go in there... And you see the presents that are in there. They're all going back to the store. And she looked at me with these (laughs) wide eyes and she kind of gave me a devilish look like I'm going to try it, Grammy. And I said, ah, don't mess with me because it's going to go. Her mother and her aunts told her, you do that and you will lose presents. Yes. But the funny thing was, was that our oldest, our second oldest daughter came to me and said, is mom serious? If I go in there, is she taking a present? Yes. <laughs> Even she had to question it before she did it. And I go, go ahead and try it. See yeah. That she- same daughter sat on the couch and I had some presents wrapped under the tree and she's like, I see a present with my name <laughs> on it. I'm like, oh my and goodness. How old is she again? She is 27. Right, listen, I got to go. I got to go in a co- I got to be out of here in a couple minutes. So we got to cut. All right. Well, that's fine. Short, so. We got a little bit out there. We got some things and now, stuff and wherefores and what have you. True. We have a busy weekend ahead. If, if Dr. McDreamy makes it down here, it'll be a busy, busy weekend. Yep. Lots of podcasting, lots, lots of, of stories. Stuff. I some really, you know, the, the one I'm looking forward most to is one-on-one with his wife about what she's doing with medical and therapy, like how she did with you, because I think I have a way in my head to have that conversation make, make sense to like regular people. You don't got to be super smart to follow it. Uh-huh. The one I'm least looking forward to is the one with Dr. McDreamy one-on-one about his boxing stuff, because I'm afraid there's certain things he won't be able to say because of, you know, well, you don't we'll want to talk see. shit. About, I, it's probably the one I should want to listen to most, but if he can't tell me any funny stories or something like, well, this guy was an asshole or this guy was really cool. I think his story of how he became the fight doctor is going to be yeah, interesting. Yeah, it is, but people are going to be interested in some stuff too. And if you can't tell 
a few funny stories about people I'm fuck sure him, but I just don't want to, I don't want to, you know, twist his arm to do it and then have him get in trouble, yeah. you know, because the big wigs at uh, MMA and the Boxing Federation, Boxing Associate, they do listen to the program. Oh, they do? Yeah. So we don't want to, you oh, know, this, okay. this goes right, this information goes right to the top. And I have mixed feelings about the big <laughs> podcast we're supposed to do. I'm, I don't know how far we're going to get. And um, this I is- I think we're going to run out of tape is how long that one's going to go. Well, we'll see. But this, I'm, I'm, I, it's reliving the whole story. Oh, you're going to cry the whole time. I know. That's why. But I'm, it's going to be, if we actually can pull this off and get things in chronological order- and use that book that we kept of uh-huh. all of the things, we might actually be able to pull off a part one and part two of one of the most interesting podcasts we're ever going to be part of Yeah, because it's a true story. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking of is, would you believe that I still have um, gift bags full of all the get well letters and posters and wow. everything 10 years ago? I have it. And I was thinking maybe it's time to glance through them one more time and then, then maybe it's time to let that go. Finally, let it, finally let that part go because it's 10 years out. All I know is that it's going to be a, if they come down here, we're going to have to shut the outside world out and do this the whole time. And then I have to squeeze in a bottom of the glass show also. And then we have to have football day. I'm not sure that I can, I got to do, I got to do two shows tomorrow and I can tell you right now I'm running out of air. Right now I can feel well, we'll just have I've to been rest. lightheaded for about 20 minutes and I just need to stop. Well, we're stopping. So everybody, goodbye. Gen X mom says, see you later. There she goes. and She's done. I'm back. Thank you guys for tuning in. It is the Gen X Talks podcast. It is broadcast from KGXT Studios, soon to be on KGXT, the radio station. We'll get to but more about that in the future here, the near future. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you had an hour or so of your time to waste, I'm glad you wasted it here with Gen X Talks. We couldn't be happier. We hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Looking forward to some wonderful Christmas time with everybody. Friends and family will abound no less. Please pay attention to what's going on around you. There's people there in need. There's relatives. There's friends. There's people across your town. There's neighbors really close to you that might just need someone to reach out to them so they're not lonely. Please be sensitive to that. I'm going to try to go do that myself. I know there's some people around me that just need me to reach out to them and tell them I'm there, either physically knock on their door or make a phone call. I'm not going to send an email or a text. It's going to be something personal. And I wish you guys would do that too. I think it's really important not to let get anyone left, let anyone be left behind this year. I'm running out of air. I'm having a hard time with this, but I think we got it completed. I got to make a big long errand downtown. I'm going to come back and try to get this posted for everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in around the planet, wherever you're listening from AM, FM, Sirius XM, or perhaps on the armed service radio network. Remember two things, wherever you go, there you are. And I'll catch you guys on the flip side. All right, I said it.